Hello everyone and welcome back to the 343 Football Podcast. It's your host Jaffa and I'm once again joined by the football experts of Ali, Hi. Daoud Hi. and Qudama. Hello. How's not everyone doing lads? Yeah, not bad but... Uh, Damn, experts. Expert, that's a high praise. Well I think as the weeks go on I'm just more and more impressed with the opinions. I think it's time to upgrade you guys to football experts. Jaff certification. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Stamp of approval. Let's see if you get the stamp of approval on this week's trivia question lads. So... Dawood, there's a lot of pressure on you because you're the only one so far in the 2021-22 season who hasn't had an answer correct. Well, hasn't even, I don't even think you've even had a chance to get an answer in, to be honest. Ah. <laughs> but does sure. that mean that I've been incorrect? Ah. Well, you, like, you haven't got points on the board. Right, I'll tell you what, let let history state show us never first incorrect. Guess on this question. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll let okay. my I'll, 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 yeah, I'll nah, do nah, let's it's play the game as it is. Man. No, no, no. Nah, 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 at this point, you need a handicap. I think uh, Ali and Qadim have kind of decided amongst themselves to give you the chance to, to guess this one. So the question is... You can choose to abstain. Exactly. The question is... Name the Japanese club that Arsene Wenger managed before joining Arsenal. Damn. Um, it's, in my, it, it's, on, it's on the tip of my tongue. I just... Oh. <laughs> you don't know it, Right, do you? right. No, 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 no. If you say it, if you say it I swear I'll know it. Right. I know what it starts with. I can give it... Does it begin with H? No. Damn. <laughs> it begin with S? No. Damn. We're going through the alphabet, bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Just say you don't know it. Willems. Willems. Oh. Willems. In in Holland. What no, no, I, wow. I don't know. I was. I, 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 from, yeah, I like no, no, not not Willems. Uh, there's the. Uh, Willems V. All right. Okay. So okay. I need. Uh, um, all right. Would you guys do it? Uh, uh, you guys don't even know it. I don't know it. I don't know it. Look at these guys. No, no. I don't know. I don't know. I forget how to All right. say it. You, really? Okay. Say what yeah. you think it is. It's something like Gramps, isn't it? Something, <laughs> something <laughs> like Gramps. It is it, something like Gramps. It is. It's um. Has has that Gramp triggered? Has that triggered anyone's memory? What I'm saying. Yeah, Gramps? yeah. It has um. Has. What if I told you that this? Queen Gramps. No man. No, that's that's a French club. I think King Gom. King Gom. But here's the thing. It has a number in it, doesn't it? Uh, that's that was one of my clues. It does have a number. Yeah. In. So I think you know it, but you just I don't know. know the I just name. I, I I just can't put. Um, I if I give you multiple choices, you will know which one to pick. Obviously. Straight away. So um, should we give them honorary points for that? No, 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 no. I no. got the initial one right though. It's something Gramps. Well, it's not exactly Gramps. And it's not Gramps, man. Gramps or Gramp? Ah. Uh, uh, shall I put the listener out of their misery? Yeah, go on. I'm sure some people listening are probably dying to no, say. No, I just it. can't remember exactly. I know which one it is because everyone thinks it's Vissal Kobe because they got pro, uh, like notoriety. Vissal Kobe, that's no, that's Iniesta's club. Yeah, that's, that's Iniesta. Yeah. See, now I, you get oh, where I'm coming with the well, V. Man. No, it's the very uniquely named Nagoya Grampus Eight. Grampus. Grampus Eight. Nagoya Grampus Eight. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know the beginning bit. I didn't know the Grampus Eight. Okay, yeah. fair I'm enough. I want to know. I didn't know what it was. I w- so. I wouldn't know who got that. I thought because the last few questions have asked been uh, pretty simple. I mean, Ali got them straight away. So I thought, yeah. let me step up the difficulty. And I think, again, I overcorrected by going a bit too difficult. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I don't it. think it was. I don't, I don't think I, it was. I, I knew it, but it's just I couldn't remember you the knew name. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> if I got the number, would I got any points? No, Grampus, no, Grampus. No, I'll be honest with you, is, like, I don't have a clue. But I remember well, when we, we, we had to, no no listen listen listen. Do you remember when VR had to kick it and you said the answer was fe- which was Fenerbahce? Uh, when it was do me do me a favor before you finish oh, this yeah. uh, eloquent sentence. One. Put your mic a little bit closer to your Shut mouth. Shut up, you muppet! But okay, no problem. All right, okay. And that, and bring Thank it. you, bro. Okay. Love you. Now, no now tell me more about your eloquence. My eloquence is I let Jeff take control of this. 
Right. There we go, right. So let's get into something that I think everyone can give an opinion on. Uh, it was the match of the weekend, uh, Liverpool against Chelsea. Probably the ma- a match between, although it's very early to say, two title contenders. And I, I want to split this game into two sort of separate points because it was a totally different game after the red card, you know, totally changed the complexion of the game. So, Qudem, I want to come to you. What did you make of the match before the red card? Who, who was the more impressive side to you? Chelsea, by a thin margin. I thought, well, maybe not thin, that thin of a margin. They created the better chances. They were just lacking that sharpness to play that final ball. So many times where they broke through the midfield, you know, Liverpool's amazing press at Anfield, they had enough, uh, you know, space to work in, but they just didn't play that final ball through and you'd see so many players throwing up their arms, like expecting it to come in Havertz a couple of times, I think Lukaku once or twice. But then obviously they score from a... He definitely meant that header, but it was, you know... I felt like it was a bit fortunate in retrospect. No, you didn't mean that header. You don't think so? You just meant to flick I, it I, on. I think you wanted, yeah, that's what you yeah. wanted to do. That's, that's what it looked like to me. So, No, but I would say Chelsea looked the you know slightly more impressive team um, throughout the start of the game. Obviously, the red card changed things, but then they become they became definitely the more impressive team with their defending. I thought Liverpool, just Mane looked invisible. Firmino looked a bit invisible. Salah, the, again, the only one doing anything. Trent Alexander-Arnold did have some good moments in the game. But ultimately, it was just a very high-quality but even even matchup. I thought they cancelled each other out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, to get the Liverpool perspective as always with Ali. Um, I want to ask about Van Dijk. So he he's obviously back now. Has his transition back into the starting lineup been seamless, or is there some effects of him thinking like he's not really back to his best yet? And especially based on what he how he performed in this game. Uh, Van Dijk didn't. Well, he did fine. Um, it's going to take him games games to get to what he was but what can he do you know he's come back from an ACL injury uh, Lukaku did have him once or twice but it was an interesting battle um, there's nothing really else I can say that just takes time to come back from an injury and he's you know he's had a couple of games in pre-season and he's doing fine I've got nothing to complain about but would you say he's came back straight away like on the ball kind of thing Um. Or is there like an apparent rustiness to his game? No, I don't think it's rustiness. Uh, it's just going to take time, you know, get g- games on your belt. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is. Well, in terms of this this game, um, how were you assessing Liverpool's performance before the red card incident? Um, Liverpool controlled the game. That's what I thought. Um, kept possession. Uh, it was that final third. They couldn't get that, you know, killer pass in that goal in, really. Uh, chances were given to Henderson, which he fucked up a few times. Harvey Elliott had a couple of chances. Salah had a chance or two. And like I said, like last season, it's something with Mane. I don't know what it is. But Liverpool need to mix it up. And if they don't, it's the reason why they won't win the league. It looks like that, that tree of Mane, Salah and Firmino, it's going to extinct like the dinosaurs in the past. Mm. You know, that's the issue I have. And it needs to be changed up. Well, it sort of feels like, is, is Jotun out ahead of Firmino in the pecking order, would you say? I think... I think in the big games, Klopp likes to play Firmino the false nine to bring Salah and Mane uh, more in, more into the game. So, so he's got more of a tactical importance yeah. than he is as, a, as his own like player. Yeah, but the but the issue is you're still invisible regardless. Yeah. So, you know, you're saying at the time, Chelsea obviously had a player sent off. With, we were playing with 10 men, away for me, on the pitch, if I'm honest with you. Oh, fair enough. Well, let, let's get into the red card incident. Obviously, it was the, the major talking oh, point. Man. and. I think it's quite an interesting one because in, in sort of lifetime and the way people were reacting immediately when it happened, it felt like the biggest injustice in the world. Like why at least like I think everyone understood it was a penalty and nobody was denying that at all. But a lot of people took issue with the fact that he issued a red card to Reese James. 
I think by the letter of the law, he had no choice really because it looked to me like Rhys James made a deliberate motion to sort of, you know, flick the ball with his hand away from goal. Once you've done that, that's it, isn't it? There's, he doesn't really have room for argument. Yeah, uh, I watched I watch it through 10, 10 different angles after the game, thinking, because I felt sorry for the guy, he looked really upset. He's, he's a young footballer and, you know, he looked heart, heartbroken, even though the Liverpool players were laughing about it. I was like, what the heck, because it's a bit shan. But <laughs> um, it, I it's a hard one. It's, like Referees have to be consistent, that's the issue. Mm. And was it was he denying a goal-scoring opportunity and deserved the red card? Possibly, yeah. But then that Dowd's opinion could be something else, I don't know. So it just depends on the individual. Plus VAR did say to Anthony Taylor to actually like look at the board. And yeah, let's talk about on. the sort of the VAR check aspect of it, Kodama, because uh, one thing I don't understand is the n- not just the inconsistency with VAR, but the direction that the referees, uh, referees are taking when they go and look at the monitor. It looks like Anthony Taylor like barely looked at the screen. Yeah, it's it's strange because it's like you said after the initial heat of the moment died down, you saw the replays. You couldn't really ignore the fact that he did make a somewhat slight but deliberate motion to the ball with his arm by the letter of law of the law it was a red card and you know everyone accepted it I think the weird part was that Anthony Taylor even though he came to the right decision looked like he went about it using like via the wrong method almost even though he went to the screen as he was walking you could see from the broadcast angle that the video was already playing but then by the time he got close enough to see it they'd already uh, like he'd already made up his, it was a f- still frame he was he looked at a still frame for a couple milliseconds thought okay that's enough turns on on his heel and issues the red card and everyone's like eh what the hell like he barely looked at the screen it's just weird man like they should know that the stuff they do on camera matters to the fans like maybe he'd been given confirmation from his VAR team but we don't get to hear that so the fans need to be given that like maybe sort of theatre of like him going through the due diligence of looking at every frame so they know that he came to that decision like what they do in rugby yeah, so they know that he came to that decision on his own. I, I agree, you know, that, that, that maybe might gives them more clarity and a bit more cre- um, cre- credentials to... Credentials? Is that the right word? Credibility. Um, credibility, sorry, in the in the decision-making, uh, whereas we're all puzzled why certain things are happening. I mean, that guy who uh, works for BT Sport, when they Peter refer... Walton. Yeah, I always find his... Um, his feedback uh, very very interesting and also yeah majority of the time always it, just agreeing with the referees 99% of the time no not always not always I think he's just a bum I, I disagree yeah. because he, he no well he he <laughs> goes through what what what's in the rules he and does, what, yeah, he does what's provide, what's the thinking yeah. behind each decision and then you, any any like anger or any spirited uh, feeling you know of 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 I don't know injustice goes away and personally for me yeah well when you're a man united fan my you're young. always on the uh, Damn, I mean, just fired. as a neutral as well, like I, I just playing football, like nah, just a game, just a ball. game of football being ruined by yeah. by well, just talking, d- yeah. uh, refereeing decisions. Just yeah. to step away from the refereeing and talk about the rest of the game. So, it, it seemed like a you know a defensive masterclass from Chelsea to absorb the pressure and, and end up getting away with a point there. Ali, were you disappointed with Liverpool's lack of ability to break them down and get a second goal? Oh, for fuck's sake! Do I really have to talk about this? It was actually horrific. Like I was like, what the heck is where, going on? Where were things going wrong? Like, what did you think when you when you were like sort of assessing the performance? Like, what was the team not doing right to to get that second goal? Was, they were doing the right thing. They just didn't like look like they had hunger. There was no hunger there. So before Liverpool actually won the league, they looked a bit lacklustre in the f- final third, and it's just more or less the so same. So you think thing. it was a motivation issue? Yeah, on the day. I, I genuinely think it is. I thought, okay, the ten, you know, the ten men down, 
Chelsea and the Liverpool were thinking... Ten men down. Who was the only I, player I, I, holding I, I, the foot on the pitch? So, my bad, my bad. Right. They were well, playing well, against ten men. <laughs> you, yeah, I fucked up here, but um, no, it was only ten men for Chelsea on the pitch. And Liverpool were just a little bit overconfident on that. And yeah, just we, we've up. seen that before. I think they just sort of like assumed the second goal would come just yeah, from the, the pressure but, that they were put on. But why would you underestimate Chelsea? You know, a Champions League winning team, you know, what yeah. Liverpool were. So I don't know. Um, the, don't, the reason why I think Chelsea are going to win the league is how how great they are at the back. They're just mm. really good. And I heard Liverpool fans online going, yeah, Chelsea just parked the bus. Well, what are you expecting out of 10 men? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let's talk about that because. Uh, you know, with especially with now that the fans are back, that's an added pressure. You're already ten men, uh, ten <laughs> men down apparently. Yeah. One man down, way at Anfield. Is there a better manager in the league to manage that situation than Thomas Tuchel? In the league, Steve Bruce. Nah, but in all seriousness, <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, yeah, that's why I actually quite disagree with what Ali just said about Liverpool not looking hungry enough for the goal, with the whole Anfield behind them, and you know they were had the man advantage. It looked like they were dying for that second goal, like constantly pumping the ball into the box. I think it was just, you know, equal parts lack of quality in those deliveries and the stubbornness to keep going with the headers into the box despite Chelsea's, you know, advantage in the aerial presence. Yeah. With um, Rudiger and Christensen and all them. Mendy had a quality game. Yeah, That's Mendy, one, one Mendy thing did I have a good game. Yeah. And he I was the man of the match, wasn't he? But even no, like, I think they give it to Christensen on Sky. All right. Sure. No, right. Mendy had an amazing It game. wasn't your, like, typical park the bus... Uh, perform like tactic though like it wasn't just ugly dig you, you, uh, you feet into the mud and just knock back every ball that comes in Chelsea did counter quite well they had a couple chances yeah, I think Kovacic's chance was two, probably yeah. the best of the second half I think uh, ultimately it's just like you mentioned in the first game uh, in the start of the not the first game the start of the sec- uh, segment that the Liverpool attack is looking a bit tired at the minute I think outside of Salah they just it's, need a it's spark. not just that though like Klopp is very, like, him and Arsene Wenger have some similarities. They're very stubborn. They want to play a certain type of football. Like, change the system up a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got Konate and Gomez. Play three at the back. Play three five two. Play what formation you want. But at least change it up. Try something different. Yeah, I think teams are finally starting now to just... I don't want to say found out, but, like, know how to set up to notify as much as they can of Liverpool. Obviously, it's never going to work 100% in a game because the quality is ridiculous. Yeah. But a team like Chelsea with a manager like Tuchel who's, you know, tactically sound, he managed to nullify them in the second half despite the man advantage. I mean, one of the dynamics much. I think Liverpool are facing is obviously the loss of Gini Wijnaldum means that they're going to have to sort of reconfigure the midfield because it was a very stable and balanced midfield for a large portion of the season. I would have started Harvey Elliott. That's one thing I would have done. Yeah, because I'm just coming to the midfield options because you've had Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Naby Keita and especially Thiago on the bench, you know. These are much more experienced players and, uh, you know, world-class to a certain degree in terms of Thiago at some point he was viewed. How, what, what is it that is, um, you know, driving Klopp's decision to start Elliot and study these options? I don't know. Uh, you could just say Klopp's a bit of a mad German. No, I think, I, I think historically in the last uh, few seasons, I've seen uh, big teams play their youngsters um, because I don't know what it is, but the youngsters feel like they need to um, prove themselves and they go the extra mile. And you know when you give a youngster, this is one thing I need you to do on the pitch. 
They they follow it to the T. Yeah, Foden did it when he initially came on. Uh, Billy Gilmore did it when he initially came on. Scott McTominay did it when he initially came on. Even Greenwood. All he was told to do was dribble, get up front and get in positions to have a shot and place the ball. They all, for some reason, when they when they get that big call up to a big match, they always perform to a very reasonable standard. But against standard. Chelsea, though, you know, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, against big teams. No, 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 no against big teams, they, they they've been called on. They're, and like I said, they'll do a job as good as any other person, and they'll try even harder to impress the manager. That's my personal opinion no, no, that no, I've no, seen no. so far. No, that that's fine. But if you're playing someone out of position, Harvey Elliott's a winger. He's not a midfielder. Yeah, that's the thing. He's in a midfield no. three. It's, it's I, all that's very what I don't get. I thought he had a good yeah. game, though. Do you know? Well, he had an all right game. I get that. But against Chelsea, you know, one of the big giants of England right now, you, 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 you're at home, you're at Anfield, you've got, you got 50,000 pe- fans in the stadium. You kind of want to attack and win the game, show a bit of a hunger. You Who know. would you have started instead of Elliot? I wouldn't have started Thiago, that's one thing I know. You um, wouldn't have. I wouldn't have, no. Yeah, um, Alex Oxley, Chamberlain, he's, they're both navigators as well. They're both solid ones. Solid people to put in, but I'll disagree. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's a winger, but there's he's got abilities that Klopp wanted to utilize. Um, even though his position I is mean, a little bit more deeper than usual. I think the only thing he could, like, you could he can actually do. He has hunger and desire. That's it. You could argue Alex, um, uh, Alexander Arnold is. Um, it could be a winger uh, as well. He could be a, a wing back. He could be a great that, exactly, in both of them. This, this is what I'm saying. Change the system up. Like play free at the back. Play Konate, Matip, and Van Dijk. No, what I'm trying to say is, what, what I'm trying to yeah. say is that's not the the main. Re- like it's not a no. But I'm saying change the system. To, like there's no harm in changing the so system. So you think that the, you know the way Liverpool have started, even though there's nothing significant yet in terms of the league table, you, you want some changes and going down the line. Well, well, yeah, because you need you need change up. You need freshen up. Nah, I disagree. If, well, bro, of course you can disagree. No, no, I don't. Uh, no, yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah, yeah, sorry. Like, like, you need to change it up because, like, Liverpool aren't bringing any players in, are they? Let's no, be but your season but you, that you, you your season where Salah scored um, that record-breaking amount of goals in the season, right? They had such a solid, uh, consistent team, and I, I genuinely believe if if you have that solid consistency, they lost against Chelsea at Anfield that season. I don't think they were that consistent. They they were one point, what you call it, in front of Arsenal making top four. That's what it was. They made fourth because of one point. I yeah, don't think it was played, that consistent. They, they played phenomenal football and they got to a stage where then the season after. You know, they had, for, no, yeah, that's fine, but you still need to win games. Like that's what matters. You need the three points. Liverpool didn't get them. You know, that's two points lost. Yeah, it's two points lost. Yeah, Let's for sure. Honest. I mean, if you have the man advantage, you know, this doesn't matter who you're playing, Chelsea or whoever. You're gonna look back at that. I always, I always look at these big games like, okay, well, yeah, I've lost two points, but they've lost two points as well. So if anything, two well, points no, because then you're playing them. Home. It's, it's, a, par- it's a parlay. But if you're playing them at home, <laughs> it's a, it's a kind of thing that you you look back towards the end, like the end of the season, and think, oh, we actually shouldn't have drawn that game. But right now, it's difficult to draw conclusions. Yeah, that's true. So we'll move into the next game, which was a, a very highly anticipated game. This fixture obviously happened last season, but it wasn't the same without the crowds, and um, you know, it was. Uh, uh, the talk of Scotland, as Matty Longstaff made his debut for Aberdeen against Ross County. What did you make <laughs> of the game, Ali? What a, oh, what a play, man. man. I told you, for, I noticed when he went on loan, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was really confused Obviously about this, that. Obviously, this podcast was always set up to track Matty Longstaff's progress and we'll be keen to, <laughs> to you know, monitor his loan spell. But uh, let's get into the less prioritised game, which was the old firm. Rangers beating Celtic 1-0. Was this game more about the quality of the football or the atmosphere in the stands? Atmosphere looked crazy. It was fucking intense. I just saw like coke, coke bottles, also f- all all sorts. You of saw you saw coke and coke bottles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I fucked up. Made a mistake. Is that all right, bro? Yeah, no, I, I, I just thought you were making a, a good <laughs> did, observation. Did I kill? So, did I kill someone? Did I run down the street naked or something? All right, t- <laughs> tell me more about tell me right, more about the, the goal. The, the atmosphere was electric, and you know what? Rangers did well since they didn't have Gerard because he, he was out because of COVID, yeah. and they didn't have the captain to have near. So Balogun replaced him. Um, if I had to relate this to a, to two teams from the Premier League, it was when Arsenal Wenger and Chelsea. Um, Arsene Wenger, Jose Mourinho were going against each other. Uh, Jose Mourinho was obviously playing defensive football, and Arsene Wenger was much going like, had also playing attacking football. That's how it was. So Celtic which is Rangers. which in this scenario? Uh, Celtic were playing possession football, and Rangers were hitting them on the counter. Mm. And Rangers were a lot more effective than. Do you think Celtic, Celtic look better equipped uh, to challenge them for the title this season? Definitely. Um, better better the, than last season. They've got the new manager in. I think well, I haven't actually heard his name pronounced. Is it Ange or Anger? Ange. Ange. Pasta. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Dan's got it right. And obviously they've brought in a really exciting signing. Uh, obviously they, seem, they seem to like their Japanese players, don't they? <laughs> yeah. No, he, he is good. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's really good so yeah. far for them. Yeah. yeah. He is. Um, it, it's it's not that though. Um, I don't know if Celtic will win the league this season because mm. it looks like Hibs and Hearts have actually stepped it up a bit. Well, you're going to actually mention other teams in the discussion. I always thought it would just know. be Rangers or Celtic. No, no, no. Hibs and Hearts are first and second. Yeah, but this yeah. is early No, on. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just mentioning yeah. it then. And also, Hearts have all already beaten, beaten Celtic. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if they brought the right coaching, Celtic. And mm. they, they seem bro- to be happy with this progress so far. So far, yeah. But then when... Games come, yeah, Europa League games. The thing for him is that he, he's actually got quite a nice uh, situation. All you have to do is be better than Len, you know. So it's not, <laughs> not going to take much. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't I don't see Celtic winning the league this season. Just, I, I, there's something there. But Rangers, uh, what about them? They don't look as good as they did last season so far. Obviously, it's early days, but they seem to have dropped a level so far. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. it's. I think it's going to be interesting, like, the actual Scottish League because of that reason. Uh, but that game overall it was attack versus defence uh, Rangers won it with a set piece it, it was a header it was and that Edward miss oh. man so, what you call it he's been horrific he's been, what, what, and, what uh, the hell man so that was fi- such a bad uh, miss yeah for sure it was awful I mean the final question I'll ask is less about the, the game itself the 90 minutes but would you Kodama, say that this is the biggest derby in the UK uh, yeah I mean it's hard to point to a different one that draws it's so the same. emotionally yeah. charged isn't it it's just yeah. so emotionally charged it's you know it can be a bit too emotionally charged at some points i say i mean a lot of violence have, have you been to him before no i haven't man. i have i don't know if i <laughs> if i should do which end were you sitting in um i was actually near the rangers fans i was with my cousins mm. and it, it was a bit crazy um it was just a lot of bad language I didn't I, I've actually not heard before um, is it because you couldn't understand the Scottish accent <laughs> no no uh, well I don't know I, I don't understand my message sometimes because she's Scottish so uh, <laughs> no it was it was actually quite scary um, I've also seen Celtic play abroad so the, the fans are a bit bit nuts mm. I'll be honest with you and the range of the ones were just a bit crazy but the atmosphere looked great on TV yeah um, I mean personally I do think it is the biggest rivalry in the UK I mean it's yeah. you could you can make movies about it and there have been movies made about it and like TV shows and documentaries, whatever. It's just so multifaceted, isn't it, as a derby? You've got the religious aspect, you've got the socio-economic aspect of it, you know, like, it's just the historic aspect of it. It goes yeah. beyond football, really. It kind of like, it's that 
it all culminates into a football match, but it represents so much more. And, you know, sometimes it can be a bit too much. Obviously, there were some pretty disgusting scenes over the weekend that you don't want to see, like, coming out of the the, the derby game itself. Yeah. But, yeah. No, absolutely. No derby comes close. Really. Uh, we'll move from scenes that you don't want to see to scenes that you were never expected to see as Lionel Messi made his debut for PSG over the weekend. Uh, obviously, we haven't really talked about this transfer. Um, it sort of happened at a time that we weren't recording. Uh, now that he's made his debut, it wasn't the football that he played on the pitch. It was just sort of the look of him in a PSG uh, shirt. How weird is this situation, though? Yeah, I mean, uh, he was he was standing there and he looked so. He, I don't know. I, it it was a bit. It was surreal, but at the same time, it was a bit sad. I don't know if you guys thought the same. Um, obviously, this guy, you know, absolute legend for Barcelona. And he was coming on as a sub, and yeah, I don't know. I, I had mixed feelings, and obviously the the, the atmosphere for him was electric. Was uh, you know they were singing his name. Uh, it his wasn't na- even at the Parc de Prince either. There was like the everyone just excited. Everyone, yeah. The it way was, he was, uh, the cheers that sort of uh, escalated when he was getting substituted on as well. It's, it's uh, yeah. It, it's it scenes. Um, I felt like it was, it was you know when some matches you see things happen. Uh, one one match always, uh, you know, is in my head is the the Totti final match. That was uh, that was a bit surreal. Um, yeah, like I felt like that was one one of those events where you you yeah. always feel like you remember it. Obviously, Neymar went up to him. They had a bit of a hug. I thought there could be a bit more there, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they were playing it down, and you know, he he, he was trying to make it like, uh, look like he was just a normal sub playing for his team as he does. Another thing I'm wondering, Qudam, is um, how do you think that he will mesh with uh, Mbappe? So obviously we know how his chemistry was like with Neymar. I might be asking a redundant question if Mbappe ends up securing a move to Real Madrid, but let's just assume for a moment that he does stay and have one final year at uh, Paris Saint-Germain. How do you see him and Messi combining? I mean, it's almost too easy to answer that question, right? I mean, you've got Mbappe's pace running beyond the defender and you've got someone who can play the most accurate passes in the world. And if as long as he's break, uh, passing line-breaking passes through to Mbappe then you know it's going to be a match made in heaven you know let's be honest the French league isn't the highest quality league in the world their main objective will be how well they can play together in a Champions League match but throughout the domestic season honestly if they gel quickly they can run riot and Mbappe could put up insane goal scoring numbers and Messi could put up insane like, assist numbers like what Man City have been uh, did um, in their century um, the centurion season. Centurion yeah. season. It's probably what Man City they had thought. So many five nils. De Bruyne to Kane would be like if uh, if it actually happened. The thing about Messi as well is that he's such like obviously technically he's an un- probably the most gifted footballer of the last how many of years if you consider Maradona maybe more technically gifted and and others but I mean he's intelligent really he he's got an insane uh, awareness of where players are to make passes to find through balls. And if he's got someone making the runs for him like he did at Barcelona with Jordi Alba, like he did with Suarez, then you can guarantee he will find that. Yeah, run. I mean, I sensed a bit of a... Obviously, should not be drawn any conclusions tactically from a, a match where he played a few minutes, uh, you know, in a very early in the season French game. But uh, Rams are actually, to their credit, really played well. And it seemed like uh, they were camping the edge of the box. They weren't They weren't letting any combination play happen when Messi came on. I noticed, like, they were stifling those areas. Yeah, I mean, I think we got a sneak preview into what life is going to be like for him in the French League. Neymar always gets hacked down to bits and he's injured half the season and then you read the comments and people are saying, well, if you played the French League or you watched it regularly, you'd understand why. It's just really physical. I think he got a whack in the face like within two minutes of coming onto the pitch, Class. which is which is like, you know, 
I don't know what the French is for let him know you're there, but it, it seemed <laughs> like the coach had given him that instruction. <laughs> because as soon as Messi came on, like, uh, you know, like Rems went faced by the occasion. Like the fan, like even Rems fans were like, like Daoud mentioned, like yeah. everyone was cheering for Messi to come on. And it reminded me of the time, remember when me and you went to go see Argentina versus uh, Italy in a friendly yeah. the Etihad? And no one really cared about the friendly that was happening in front no, of them. No, they just cared about the players. Because uh, Messi had just, uh, was recovering from an injury, so he was on the bench, and literally everyone in the stadium that was there, mostly English, because like English people, because it was you know played in in the Etihad, was just chanting Messi, wanting him to come on yeah. the pitch. He's just a global superstar. Him and Ronaldo are unmatched, right? Like, but despite that, the players, I know one of them came up to him after the game and asked him and gave him his child to hold, and they took a picture <laughs> of Messi. Yeah, I don't know if you I saw that. The goalkeeper, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Pr- it was pretty funny. But during the match, you're right. They they seemed like they had a personal agenda like we're not going to be the team that concedes to Messi and they cut out any in a play that you know PSG try to play through him but obviously like I said you can't really draw any tactical yeah. conclusions from that game it's way too early at all. So, so Ali just a quick word on PSG as a team with this transfer are they your Champions League favourites? I need to think about this no I'll give you my answer nah I'll give you my answer well I, I want to know why uh, oh, from fair Ali enough, fair enough. Um, who is the favourite then if it's not PSG who's the favourite um, I don't know I feel like Barcelona might win okay, nah. oh, no there's no no, 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 no. Listen, listen, right. listen 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 to me right? <laughs> listen to me yeah right the craziest things happen right when like not on football ability ju- just a pure craziness right, right? football is a crazy game right? that's, that's, that's what I'm saying but you so. still base your favourites and your predictions on like logic right like football doesn't always adhere to it but most often no 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 I, I i i was thinking about it right if you know if barcelona get the right draw right and make it the final right anything can happen and imagine messi won that champions league trophy and him not what's going to barcelona win it without him yeah, that would be hilarious i don't think messi's priority appears the champions league no no trophy, it is though. it is it, it will be by default yeah but i mean like i don't think he moved to psg like Ronaldo did well, I mean, the, United there's a series of complicated exactly, reasons yeah, he, like, he was forced to yeah. move and no, obviously he no, comes but his, PSG, ma- his main aim at Barcelona was to win the Champions League that's what he wanted to do I rem- what you call it? there was a time when he came out with my phone saying I'll be bringing the Champions League and Liverpool knocking that's him out that's true yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is he's expected to win the Champions League at PSG just by default and the quality of the squad but he didn't move to PSG to fulfill that. What about oh, yeah, of course. Because it sounds like you had an answer for the question about who's favourite for the oh, Champions Oh, it's the same as last season, Bayern Munich, man. Again? I, I watched yeah. them, uh, I watched a bit of their game. The, the 11-0 one. Uh, not, no, wait, wait, I think it was 12-0. 12-0, oh, no, sorry. The sorry, week. I watched, stopped watching after 11 no, Not the game that happened over the week where they won 6-0. F- uh, Lewandowski got the hat-trick, the one before. And again, man, that team is the most gelled team I've seen in Europe consistently. Every player is on the same wavelength, and if they can keep their main midfield fit, which I think is the main issue for them with Goretzka having like fitness issues and whatnot, well, they just that team is the favorite, man. If Lewandowski, yeah. if Lewandowski was role. fit for the PSG tie, they would have won it. The team is just on right now. They're just every player that needs to be in their prime is in their prime. Yeah, yeah. And for me, they're just a machine that just loves scoring goals. Yeah, logically I, you'd I, be in there. Yeah, I think on paper and on odds and on like, for example, if you had to sim the season, yeah, PSG, 100%, their favourites to win it. Mm. But like like you said, football is a mad wheel, isn't it? So who's going to win it? I genuinely think it's going to probably be the English teams. I don't know why, but yeah. I, I feel like the English teams, especially recently, have have a way of winning games against the, the European elites. And um, yeah, I just think 
that's it. You know, when it yeah. comes up, like Bayern comes up against Liverpool, I genuinely would be pipping Liverpool to to win somehow with one Last goal. Time they played Bayern did lose against Liverpool. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, if it's Barcelona, hundred percent. That was the before own. the. That was before Flick came in, though, wasn't it? Well, just as year after he came in, the next season they got. No, Fl- Flick wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. I'm telling you, after yeah. Flick came in, that team now looks insanely complete for me. Still, despite well, despite the new management, I'm sure we'll get into a lot more Champions League discussions, mm. especially now that the groups have been drawn and the matches will be played very, very soon. But uh, talking about a messy transfer, we always have to talk about the other guy. The their, guy their who broke the internet. Their careers are always yeah, intrinsically oh, linked in every way. You know, anytime Messi would score a hat trick, Ronaldo would score a hat trick the next game. Apparently, any time Messi secures a transfer in the summer, Ronaldo will also secure the transfer <laughs> in the next available opportunity. We'll come to the uh, Man United fan. Did we expect to see this happen? We, we, this would not have been a discussion between us on the last week's recording. Did we expect this to happen? I thought we expected it to happen to Man City. Uh, that he was going to go to Man City. That's where all the noise was. And we, yeah, and, and we were going to talk about how Ronaldo had uh, betrayed Man United fans, Man United legacy, and it's all about money. Whoever thought he was going to go to City is dumb. I just want to know how many deleted tweets there have been on social media <laughs> within 24 hours. I think. This is I painful. Think, I think. What's his um, agent's name? Uh, Jorge Mendes. Yeah. He played. I think the Portuguese would pronounce the J. George. So it's George jo- Mendes. George Mendes. Sorry. Uh, I, did, right. I do that all the time, don't I? <laughs> he played an amazing game of chess with football clubs. He drummed up some interest. He he basically said to Man City, you know, I've got this amazing goal scorer. Harry Kane's obviously aloof. Um and uh you can get him. And then he's he, he then obviously went a little bit further down to um down to Old Trafford, said, Oh yeah, so I've just spoke with City yeah, and they're they thinking about getting Ronaldo. Um, you know, po- you know, possibly he could be going there. This is the there. biggest bullshit I've ever heard, by the way. Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but the way the way that this story is uh peddled in and then obviously uh Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was like, Oh, you know what? I'll say something in the in the dresser in, in the interview room and say he's he's always ready to uh, come here. And there you go. Ronaldo's like, what? Man United want me? I'm there. I have to be honest. I'm not a fan of this genre of Man United fan fiction. That's it, that's it the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. <laughs> basically, what happened was Man United nah, fan nah, fiction. Nah, nah. Look, basically, <laughs> what happened was Man City did not want Ronaldo. And he went to Manchester United. That's what happened. I, no, 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 guys. Yeah. You know what it is? Maybe, maybe Man City are laughing at us. Maybe no, Man City no, no, are like, no, no. you know what? We Half played, we played won. United, thinking oh, he's. Well, he's they just, did that with Sanchez, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> that was now we bought. Now we bought Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Well. He could be an absolute flop, and we're, we're losing twenty-five mil a year. Where we paid them twenty million for Juventus. Now he's going to dictate who's taking free kicks. He's going to dictate where he's going to play on the pitch. There's a lot of things to, honest, to Ronaldo. Though, let's be honest. If that is Manchester City's game, that is one of the biggest risks. I mean, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. It is Cristiano Ronaldo. His marketability Ronaldo. alone is going to recoup the fees they're paying in a salary. Oh, well, we, we brought what about him as a player, though. Yeah, the marketability and all and that side yeah, of things. Exactly, we get that. And it's again, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Everyone thought he was going to be. Do you know when he left Real Madrid? Everyone thought that was it. Like he's still going to be relevant at Juventus, but like, he's a goal scorer. That's it's not it's not a league that's really watched. They're not really going to be challenging for the Champions League, and and they didn't. But despite that, he came out with Serie A best player, won the Scudetto, and he got top scorer top every scorer. single season. I think apart did he get it last season? Was he there well, for three it? seasons or two? Three, three, three seasons. Wow. So he's still an elite goal scorer, top scorer in the Euros. You know, there's an asterisk with the pens or whatever. He didn't play that well. But, you know, if he's got the right service to him, he's lethal, man. He's still the best finisher in world football. Yeah, probably. one of the best finishers. He, he's he's a solid 25-goal, uh, 30-goal-a-season player. You know, Even at this age? Even yeah. at this age, he's going to kill it. 
We're gonna get goals. We're gonna get goals from Greenwood, um, Rashford. We've got, got Cavani. We've got Martial. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, you shot as this. Well. This signing literally puts us right up there with the top two favourite to win the league. I don't think and, so. Top two. And, no. and, no, and no, on paper, so yes. you don't think this changes the dynamic on of the paper, title no? race? No, not at all. Your, your coach is dumb. He's actually a fake shit. All right, watch us... Um, He's the equivalent of Steve Bruce. Watch us peg the shit out of uh, Liverpool, mate. That's fine, but it doesn't mean you're going to win the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I'm just saying... <laughs> so you think the impact of Ronaldo is negated by the impact of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Um, but well, he's, he's well, you can get goals regardless. Just to say but this, by the way, and I, you, everyone knows that I'm probably, you know, one of the most people who dislikes Man United to a very intense degree. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer just set a record for the most away games unbeaten in the league without Ronaldo. Damn, what are you gonna say about that, mate? Does this still mean you're gonna win the league, though? But you're berating Ole Gunnar Solskjaer when he's setting records, mate. What you got to say no, that? Ali, bro, Ali, he Ali, cemented Ali, his Ali, name in history. Balls, man, bullshit. Ali, on paper, right? You can't deny. On, on paper, yeah. No, no, you but can't deny. But there's also. I get that. Okay, I get what you're saying about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and I would agree with you. He is nowhere near the level of Pep Guardiola or Tuchel or Klopp. It feels like he doesn't need to be. But exactly. That's exactly. My point. He yeah. doesn't need to be. You know, the biggest um, allegory you could draw to or like look look to here is Zidane's first like first in Real Madrid, where he came in. And he didn't overcomplicate the system they were trying to play. Yeah, he but he was under Ancelotti already, though. No, like, he but was my there. point was, like, when you have a team that is individually that good, sometimes you don't need to coach... Sometimes you don't need to coach them to death, man. Like, these players will know what to do. You have Ronaldo on the pitch. These players are going to aim for him every time with their crosses. Like, he's just going to be a talisman as no, well. Like, like what the, he represents... The difference is going to be a good sign and difference if my United's going to win the league. He's going to be a good sign for Manchester United, but will Manchester Manchester United win the league? I no. think I think they have such a good chance now to win the league that anything other than a title challenge is complete failure by Solskjaer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Look at the games against. Uh, look at the game against Wolves. We were absolutely shite. Shite. <laughs> we were. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this transfer is Wolves are cursed, man. Man. But let's not forget that this is a good old gazump. You know, like with a with a capital G, man. Like, when was the last time we saw a gazump like this one? Why is Gazump only used in football, by the way? Can you Gazump like somebody to a job or I Gazumped you to that position? <laughs> or is it just a football yeah, thing? Yeah, if like there's uh, two mates going for the same managerial job or promotion, yeah, yeah I sure. Gazumped you. But I mean, it's, it's a classic. I don't know, man. Probably the biggest one. not going to win a league. All right, man. Uh, I mean, in terms of null transfer, yeah, 100%. We're going gonna, we're gonna, to uh, challenge for the Premier League now. And we're going to challenge for the Champions League now. Uh, bollocks against my wishes I already thought Man United were a title contender before Ronaldo and this has just so propelled them to uh, you know an even you got to say Jeff just say it just say it Man United title contender this guy's got his dick so hard over Ronaldo man freaking hell I mean if one player is (laughs) what I'm I'm grateful (laughs) what I'm grateful for is that they're not the standalone best team in the league anymore like like they were back in the day that's the main takeaway there's going to be there's going to be a lot of challenges I just want I just want to know like, how's Ronaldo going to be against defenses? Obviously, they're going to play with lower blocks. He's going to miss half a, half a down free defenses. kicks. He's going to miss, yeah. Italian, mean, uh, the Italian uh, league is the one Catenaccio. of the most. I mean, that is that a bit of a fallacy now, isn't it? I mean, the Italian league is a lot more attacking than it was. Yeah, come on. But having, but I mean, th- your question still doesn't make sense because against the low block, you would rather Ronaldo than Messi. Yeah, the, right? the cross and inshallah tactic. He's he there is for the it. One, yeah, he's the best header of the ball in world football, despite. 
still. So yeah, yeah. No, if but, you have someone making But if he gets fouled so much, he takes those free kicks, he's going to miss I, them. I'll I just, be honest I with just you. think he's I trying to get anything to... We don't know if he's still going to demand that. I, I'll be honest, I didn't no, expect... He will demand. Uh, it's, it's Cristiano Ronaldo, he will demand it. I didn't expect this level of uh, flustery from Ali. And the, he hasn't even played a minute yet, so we'll... Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, I, do, no, I do think he's going to be a good signing, but will it change Manchester United? Fuck no. The surprising thing is he's playing Newcastle first and we're not as rattled by the transfer as Ali is. Well, that's because I'm not going to watch the game. I will watch, but I'll hate it. We'll watch it together, Jeff. No, I, I think I'll watch it alone in the dark. I don't want to see anyone. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's another twist in the Premier League soap opera. Let's talk about uh. to end the you know end today's recording. The Premier League is a historical. So we've been teasing this one for a while. Name or nominate the best individual campaign that you've seen in the Premier League for a player. Uh, I've got my nomination, and I'm sure you all have. And we'll start with Kudama. Who's your choice? And which season? Uh, Luis Suarez's final season. In Liverpool before he made his transfer to Barcelona. 13-14. 13-14, the infamous uh, Brendan Rodgers title challenge with the where it all ended, uh, you know, depressingly at Crystal Palace with local hero Dwight Gale putting the final nail in that coffin. But in terms of goal scoring, it doesn't hold the record. You know, he's a striker. You would think his best ever season would be, you know, broke the record or whatever. He nearly did for the most. There's a caveat life. that he, because of his suspension, yeah, he didn't exactly. have enough games. <laughs> he probably would have. Yeah. It's this, the variety of goals he scored in that season. His link-up play, his individual like play on the ball, dribbling. I mean, do we need to list the goals that he scored over again? I mean, we all know them off by heart at this point. I feel he like just dominated the league. Just he the goals against, against Norwich alone propels him into the discussion. He might have not even <laughs> needed to score against anyone else. Like for me, it's not just someone who puts up like great numbers. You always have a season where strikers like hit the you know. He just looks transcendent, doesn't he, on the pitch? He dominated the league. Yeah. Every team couldn't handle him, man. He was scoring headers from outside the box for fuck's sake. Man. Like, what more do you want? And I think the other aspect of it that makes it so impressive is how it wasn't even that great of a Liverpool side. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's dog shite. What can I say? It wasn't dog shite, but it just no, wasn't no, as no, good as that, that back teams. five was pretty bad. Like, but the attacking options, it was it was pretty yeah, much attacking a, options were great. It was a bit of a Keegan esque team, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, what can you do? You had Sterling, Sturridge, Gerard, Coutinho, and Suarez. You might as well what? score some goals and have fun. Sturridge at the time was pretty good. He's quite, quite clinical. So Ali, what's your nomination then? Is it similar lines to Kudem? Has he taken your pick, or have you got another one in mind? No, no, no. Uh, I like the Suarez one. It was close. Um, it. As an individual season, it comes second to Mohamed Salah. 17-18, his debut season. Yeah. yeah. It's just because he had all that pressure come back to the Premier League. With his price tag. No, not with his price tag. It was only 30, 34 I million quid. But it, it was the issue. He's been, he was a flop at Chelsea. Yeah. That was the issue. Do you understand? Like, was he 34 million quid? Yeah. yeah I think the other aspect of that is the is how he sort of... Uh, you know, everyone thought he was a good player before. And uh, his spells with Fiorentina and Roma showed, okay... He can do a lot more than what he showed with Chelsea. And I think we already knew that from his Basel stint. Like, I don't think Salah was ever a doubted talent. But at the same time, no one had ever thought he was world-class talent until no, that No, no. I remember, I remember before I TikTok, Vines were going around Mohamed Salah, which was kicking a ball, like, shooting. He was going out wide. Like, it was pretty yeah, bad at Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, you know, Vines were going all over the place because of that. And he just came in, you know, scored on his debut and just doesn't look back, let's yeah. be honest. You know... He actually took Liverpool to the Champions League final. If he didn't get injured, you never know what could have happened. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think he often gets overlooked, doesn't he? I mean, he does. In, he's in he's so underrated. Like a lot of people, like oh, Salah's crap. He's, he's easily he's probably the best. If you consider Messi a right winger or not, but he's easily the best right winger in the world, right? I mean, who else even comes close to Salah's like versatility? The way the numbers he puts up, his playmaking is underrated. His passing is underrated, and he doesn't get talked about enough in that like how of how like. 
that he is such a high caliber player that he is in the upper echelons of I think football. The, the other aspect of the 17-18 season as well is that Liverpool didn't have any expectations to like win the league or win a trophy yet. They were just that that was the season that Klopp took them from a good team to a great team. Yeah, and it's sort of like yeah. because the fans weren't expecting anything yet. It's sort of they played with freedom, and Salah got the you know got the best out of Salah, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, that that season, like the moment that season was when Liverpool played Man City the Champions League, and Salah turned it up, and the fans were, were electric, and man, it was it was a great season. That's all I'm saying. Is that the season he won the uh, Pushkas Award? Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, that was a sham, though. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was pretty bad. Wasn't that in this, uh, well, There was a much better goal as well, wasn't there? It was I think it was a Messi goal. Uh, was, there was a Messi goal in there, I think. But there was also it was against. I swear there was one insane free kick from like the tie league or something in that year. That like. Oh, is that the one that sort of curved in, out, in, out? Curved yeah. around Jupiter <laughs> and came a free back. Free kick that was man, doing that the hokey pokey. Yeah, man, that was. It was. I mean, fair play. It was a great season, but. but yeah, I think that's a very, very Go- solid goals and assists and. With a new Liverpool side, that to be honest, you know, it was like his, his debut season and he had to gel with Mane and Firmino. Yeah, no, it was yeah. a great season. So we've got uh, Luis Suarez 13-14, Mo Salah 17-18. Liverpool have only won the league once, so it's a bit weird that both uh, nominations so far have been Liverpool players. Are you going to take us to a different direction, Dowd, with your nomination? Um, I wasn't sure, actually, who, who to Michu? put down. Um, yeah, I was thinking about Michu, uh, his 16 goals for Swansea. That was a really good... Yeah, won a trophy as well. Won a trophy yeah. under Michael Laudrup. Um, and then I was also thinking about the Fernando Torres um, uh, years at Liverpool where he, I think it was his second season there. I don't think he ever had that type of a season though. Like he had one really good the season. The best individual campaign in, the, in Premier League history. No, yeah, yeah, but he had a... It was very, very good though. It was a very, very good one. And then I think for me, now I'm, I'm looking back at the years, the Gareth Bale one. Um, actually, when he... When he he gradually pushed it up to what was it, thirty-three games, twenty-one goals in one season. He went from being a left back all the way to being a pretty much a striker, left winger, taking everything on top of his shoulders. If anything, Tottenham in that season were nothing without him. Those yeah, three kicks. Yeah, I- I'm surprised they put Van Persie in that with Manchester United. Mm. Nah, that is not the greatest individual season. No, 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 no. You could argue no, no, in the in the team he was. That's what I'm saying. Like with, with the team he was in. But that was know, also no, Alex Ferguson. Like, let's be fair. The thing is, when not you said Van Persie, not Ferguson. <laughs> when you said the Bale 12-13 season, my heart sank like a stone. Not because I disagree, but that was my selection. No way. Yeah, it was because for me, why? Why? Do you remember the Champions League match? That's what really the one with against Inter Milan. Inter Milan. That wasn't that season. That wasn't the season. No, no, that was the season before. He ascended into a, a player that no one had ever seen before, and that was his statement game. Yeah. And oh no! Uh, the year before, he had thirteen assists, nine goals, played every single match for. Uh, yeah, he'd, he'd been top quality for a while before the twelve thirteen season. But no, no, think, he was only top quality for three seasons. He, he had a breakthrough season. He had a few three seasons is a while, especially culminating in the twelve thirteen performances. What I'm what I'm coming to say yeah. is that, you know, with Suarez and with Salah, they were brilliant. There's no denying those two selections. But what I think set Bale apart was his physical dominance on the pitch like and yeah. technical dominance. What what I mean by that is he was picking up the ball from anywhere, running, smashing it, top bins, bottom corner, Suarez scoring. Suarez was doing the exact same though. No, no, but he was doing it at longer strides across the pitch. Yeah. Suarez would, would... And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Suarez would be fed the ball. I mean, there was that halfway line goal against Norwich and stuff, so I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to uh, say that Suarez wasn't doing it from ridiculous That's distances. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, no one does. No, no, Bale, no, 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 Bale no, no, with I, the if, dribbling, with the domination. and Suarez like, had all that. Defenders were terrified of Bale. 
Yeah, and independent of the. No, but Suarez was like Suarez was a nagging striker. He used to nag. I enjoyed watching that though. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. But he used to he used to be able. So there's some players who can nag, but don't actually have that end product. Where he would nag and get that end product. Whereas Bale, literally. You, you, he gets the ball. You, you already know he's one getting of the things that the was way he needs insane to go. about Bill that season was, for example, if we're going to compare it to the Suarez one. And by the way, I'm not saying any choice is above the other. They're both incredibly strong. I am, Mine's but uh, so am I. <laughs> and I didn't even pick that one. Fair enough, fair enough. But what I'm saying is, Liverpool were part of a very coherent attack where they were scoring four goals, five goals, six goals every game. Tottenham weren't that good. What they were doing no. was, oh, oh no, we're going to draw this game. We're going to lose this game. Bale's like, no, I'm not going to let it happen. He'll pick up the ball, put it in the net. Spurs win the game or draw the Las game. Last winners, draw, yeah. You know? yeah. Like Suarez was carrying that Liverpool attack for sure. He was he was the best part of it, and without him, Liverpool might have even finished like ninth or tenth or something. Not special, but with Bale, he saved Tottenham's season. He he was the go-to man. Like, um, for example, in a sport where there's eleven players on the pitch, it's rare to see one guy make such an impact for his team every single week, week on week. I can't um, agree with that because because Suarez took Liverpool for. From if they were eighth that season, the twelve thirteen season took them to now win the league. That's a big difference. Yeah, for me, I think. Yeah, Spurs weren't close to winning the league. To be yeah. fair, but that I think no, that no, points no, but, but to that's what I'm saying, yeah. that gap Suarez like brought in for that season. Yeah. And in in the twelve thirteen season, he was great as well. But I'm just I'm just saying, if I had to pick between Bale and Suarez, it has to be Suarez. Do you know what I think we should do? That's why boss. That's why boss want want him. I understand why Real want yeah. to go Bale at the time, but I personally think. Suarez's season is better actually no more Salah's is better than a lot of them but what I think we should do is yeah. we should put on social media we'll, we'll pose that as a question uh, for the listeners and just sort of see who would they rate more out of the Bale season and the Suarez season and okay. also their, their own nomination so obviously we haven't mentioned every season and every player so it'll be interesting to see what other, pe- other I, people I think I just think the, the fact that he started as a defender gradually working his way up and then I don't know what to uh, I mean th- that's too much context I think because we're talking about a single season single and everyone season, knew Bale yeah. was a forward by that point but yeah. his background story to, to that season just oh yeah, for sure. He for liked him to, to reach that level, yeah. based on where he started, is incredible. Whereas Suarez, you sort of always thought, oh, yeah, this is a top class forward. Already. Okay, it's, okay, it's okay. Let, let, yeah. let me talk. Let me say this right. So after the whole Bayern incident, um, Suarez wanted to leave Liverpool. He, uh, he wanted to go Arsenal, forty million, forty million in a pound, right? <laughs> you know, imagine all this go, going through going through his head, and then he just has his amazing season. Then. Gets his yeah, I don't think that's as much of a traumatic no, thing no, no, as, no, you, as no. you're making it out. I'm no, not gonna no, I'm, no, but I'm saying his mind's elsewhere. Yeah. No, I get what you're still, saying. He, he still produced numbers for Liverpool. He did have his like a lot of the media on his like and the fans There's booing him of every it. week. To be fair to him, but like I, no, I agree. You don't sound Bale's stick. You doubt he's to give me. That's why it's a sort of kinful circle because he started with a bite and then he went to the World Cup and ended it with a bite. Yeah. And he got suspended for his first few games for Barcelona. As did well. you not feed him at Liverpool? Any honourable mentions? I'll give. I'll give one. Uh, Papi Cisse's half season at Newcastle. Well, that's not really joined. a full individual I know, campaign. I know, but, but yeah. that half season was better than a lot of players' best ever seasons. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean Cisse tops the streets won't forget list, doesn't he? With Ben Arfa, those two. Okabai, uh, uh, maybe. I'm, I'm being biased. Well, just being nostalgic no, no, for no, a good no, Newcastle no, team no, at this point. No, ben Arfa's <laughs> quality. Do yeah. I remember when we saw Minchin Cottage? He's been a bit of a grumpy get. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> So no honourable mention. <laughs> you remember? Don't yeah. you? I think that's a, a for Papi Cisse. Hopsi no honourable mention. Um, you mean you've got the whole history of the Premier League? Which is it's, yeah, it's difficult to sort of go back. I think Harry Kane deserves a shout for a few of his seasons. Like uh, I think um, there was that season where he didn't. He looked like he wasn't winning the Golden Boot and scored like seven goals in the last two games to take him there. That oh, was yeah. when head head with Salah. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. Well, uh, he lost. No, that wasn't. He, 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 oh, he yeah, lost it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Oh, fair enough. Right. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think that that takes us to the end of this one this week, lads. Uh, thanks as always, and uh, yeah, it's going to be the international break, so we'll see if we'll record next week, possibly. Uh, but thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you later. Thank you. Adios. Bye. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok by searching the handle three four three football. That's F U T B O L. And on Instagram by searching three four three football podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher, and all other major podcast networks. Thank you.